at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. 8.45 and we continue with word domination, looking at the way words impact our world, the stories we tell, the narratives we engage with. Moki Makura is the executive director of Africa No Filter, a not-for-profit organization which looks at narrative changes on the African continent. Moki, thank you so much for joining us. Okay. Moki? Hi. Hi, thanks for joining us. Hi. We appreciate it. Moki, let's uh, first start with Africa No Filter and the work that you do as a not-for-profit organization, looking at the concept of narrative and storylines as they come off the continent. Yeah, so we've been going about um, for about a year now, and the whole idea is we are trying to shift these harmful, stereotypical narratives that persist about the continent, but equally within the continent. I think the idea is that, you know, Africa is somehow broken and because everybody's trying to fix us. And it appears as if Africans ourselves, we don't have the agency to create the change. Um, so those are the kind of things that we are trying to, to push against. And we essentially do that by grant making. We give grants to storytellers, so to people in the media and to artists and, and photographers and, and you know, performers, people who can tell different types of stories about the continent. You know, Moki, you've done some very good research. Uh, Just uh, yesterday was reading a report that you guys released, How African Media Covers Africa. Let's talk about that and who is telling the stories. Well, what was really interesting is that most people are always very quick to point the finger about, you know, how Africa's covered in the media, Western media outlets. You know, we'll talk about CNN and, you know, and Al Jazeera and how foreign media covers us. But we decided to look at how African media covers other African countries, because that's primarily, if you're sitting in South Africa, you are reading um, a South African media outlet, and that's where you're probably getting your news about the rest of the continent. And what we found is that over 80% of the stories we analyzed were considered to be hard, hard news. Now, hard news is typically negative news, because it is the sort of political, you know, conflicts, it's the wars. At the time we did our, our analysis, it was the NSARS protest in Nigeria. It was the issue that was just the beginning in Tigray in Ethiopia. There were political elections in, um, I think it was Guinea and Tanzania. And there was always the political fallout from these things. So we realized that what an African is reading about another African country is invariably negative. Yes. And that's what we realized that, you know, we have to try and find out why. And so we did a series of focus groups with a number of editors, and the feedback that came back was that, well, the only kind of places that we get our stories from are, you know, from AFPs and the Reuters and, you know, BBC, and those global news outlets cover the continent as part of the rest of the world. So only the really big, hard news stories bubble up to the surface. So that's what, that's their trade, and you can't change the nature of news. Um, but what we realized is there's an opportunity and a gap to provide that type of, you know, I don't want to call it soft story, um, but everything that's the opposite of hard news is what we try and do. So we've launched a service called Bird, yeah. um, and we try and, you know, identify the kind of stories that are human rather than in issues. Because if you look at a lot of stories about the continent, it's often the issues. It's the issues of poverty, of, you know, growth, of youth unemployment. Africa's often covered from the lens of, were an issue to be dealt with. So we wanted to cover humans, 
you know, what are human beings doing? You know, how creative, how innovative are we? Who are the people who are making, you know, things happen on the continent? And, you know, just what are people doing? Um, it's, certainly so something, it's certainly something that we've been interested in. I think if there's one thing that we do on this radio show, it is exactly that. My, 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 my question around that, Mokin, we do have to go to a break, so I'll, I'll get the answer from you straight after the break is that the cost of producing news stories is something that needs to be addressed. And, and that's in many ways why we go just uh, so many stations go with the idea of just like going with talk radio because it's cheap. And the question is, how does one amortize the costs uh, and, and build a business model where in many ways, I suppose, you are pooling the stories as well? We'll go to the break and come back to more The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. We're talking to Moki Makura. She's the executive director of Africa No Filter, and they've just launched an operating model called Bird, which we'll find out about in a moment. Moki, I just want to go back to the question that I asked you earlier. Obviously, the cost of producing real news stories uh, talks to the challenges of the business model of um, broadcast and news and the like. And I'm wondering how we look at collaboration as a means to change that particular business model. Yeah, I think you, you, you really did hit the nail on the head that, you know, the cost of producing news is, is high. And what we did find with the news outlets is that that was one of the factors that meant that you know, it was easier to pick up stories from other people or they yeah. just didn't cover them. Um, and I think the, the model that we have got, African Authority, because I can only really speak for that, yeah. is that we are a not-for-profit and there, therein is the, the secret to this, this project because we're not looking to make a profit. And that's literally, I think, the only way we can do it. So as a, um, a funder of the media, what we've done is we've you know, made a grant to an organization to actually create essentially a Reuters or an AFP type service, which we offer this content, multimedia content free to African publishers and African yeah. media outlets. Um, and the reason why we can do that is because we are funded by yeah. large, you know, foundations in the US and yeah. UK. And I have to say that, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for the fact that we have these funders. None of them are on the continent. Um, and that's another problem because we are an African, um, you know, organization yeah. trying yeah. to do work on the continent. So, so money is tight. Money is very, very hard to come by on the continent. Um, but the idea is that we want to just see whether or not if you give news editors what they say they want, because over 80% of them said they wanted better stories, um, whether they're going to use it or whether we've gotten into the stage where, you know what, news is hard news. We're only interested in, you know, if it bleeds, then it, it leads. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something we're actually literally coming across now because you know, everyone's been, oh, it's a fantastic idea. You know, this is going to, you know, fade off. And we're finding actually that, you know, media are written, okay, let's see the stories, let's see the content. But the content is great. It is good stuff. Um, and it's, it, you know, it's everyday stories of everyday people doing great things. But, yeah. you know, and if you're sitting in South Africa, you'll probably read the odd story about a South African who's doing great stuff. But if you're sitting in Zambia or in Nigeria, you won't. So yeah. we're trying to create this content that connects the continent. Yeah. Um, because I think we think that's really quite important. But to your point about, you know, the funding of it and how we do it, um, you know, the one thing we found, there was only about 1% of the stories that we picked up that we analyzed came from an African news agency. The African, the news agency model is difficult. Um, yeah. And big international players, Reuters, AFP, they're able to do it because they service big, 
you know, yeah, media outlets exactly. in, the, in, you know, in the West that can afford to pay. A lot of African um, you know, outlets can't afford to pay. And just really quickly, one of our, when we did the focus groups, one of the editors said, well, the way they get their Africa stories is that their journalist literally sits in front of the television or listens to the BBC and types up their stories based on what the, the BBC reporter is saying. So yeah. anyhow, you know, that's where we go to the question that who is writing the Africa story? Because our news sources, the sources of the stories we tell about each other come from Western outlets because they have the funds to do this. So if we want to get onto the Bird um, platform, how do we do it? Well, the Bird platform is really only for media outlets um, okay. because we realize we don't want to compete with the very media we are trying to support. So we yes. are not creating, you know, um, traffic through to our website. You as a media outlet can subscribe to us and it's free. Um, you join the pilot and you take the content. Um, yeah. And we, we, we've got a little snippet in there that tells, you know, where we where it goes. So we can analyze who's reading it and where, it, you know, how many people see it. But essentially it's a free service for media because that's the only way it'll work. We look forward to seeing uh, more media using it as well. Moki Mukura with uh, the Bird platform specifically for media to start to look at different stories on the African continent. I'd say it's about time.